this is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. You got your plans to do things right, I got my mind, it's all made up, we got our time, but now it's running out of space, you know my life is just a speck in your Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download, and I have my co-host with me, Tyler Overstreet. Hello, how are you today? I'm pretty good, Tyler. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's a nice Tuesday, and we're ready to rock and roll. Yep. Uh, that's um, that's our theme song, Of Confidence by the Danger Summer. Thanks to Hopeless Records for providing that. We got a couple, uh, a couple sad things to talk about. Um, Robert Yates passed away. He's been battling illness for a couple of years and just a really cool guy. Been around the sport a really, really long time. Uh, had a lot of success with um, a lot of different teams. Won a championship or two as an engine builder and as a car owner. And obviously um, uh, brought along the career of Davey Allison and uh, also uh, helped Dale Jarrett realize his potential. His son, Doug, is a um, respected engine builder in the sport, and I know those guys are hurting today, and and our thoughts and hearts are with them, with the Yates family. So it's a very difficult time. Everybody's been pulling for Robert to fight through this over the last couple years, and... um, so our, you know, we'll be thinking about them. I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, support from the community over the, uh, you know, the industry and so forth over the next uh, week or so. And um, look forward to seeing some of those, 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 uh, those kind of, you know, decals on cars and things like that. Sort of stir up great memories, and there'll be a lot of stories and different things going on to, uh, to celebrate Robert's life. When I was a kid. My dad, the company he worked for, he always did business with Texaco Haviland. So the first races, whenever I was five, ten years old, we would go as guests of Texaco Haviland. So we'd always be with that twenty-eight car. Yeah. So, um, and then my parents have had a Davy Allison like nineteen eighty-eight hood in their garage yeah. since I was probably five or six years old. Hmm. So you've been a yeah. I remember you were saying that you're favorite car was probably the Ford Quality Care yep. 88. Dale Jarrett. Yeah. So that's um that's difficult for uh for everybody involved. Uh also Tom Petty passed away. Yes. Uh, a lot of fans, a lot, lot of conversation on social media yesterday. Everybody recalling their favorite songs and uh discussing the the life of uh and and accomplishments of Tom Petty. So that was difficult news. Also the um the shooting in Vegas, just uh, unimaginable. Yeah, I mean, we spent we go to Vegas several times a year, so yeah. it's well. I mean, I think it's just a destination for a lot of folks. But yeah, we we've we spent a lot of time in Vegas, just senseless and and still really hard to register and and understand the full scope of the you know how that's impacted lives and. Yeah, it's very sad because I mean it's just. A music festival you go there you go to vegas to have fun i mean they specific these people were just there at a music festival having a good time trying to enjoy themselves yeah. so yeah that's 
very, very sad. Yeah, it is. So all our thoughts and, and hearts are with those folks as well. It's been a difficult few days uh, for the country and, and um, for the NASCAR industry with uh, with all that going on and the passing of Robert Yates. But, uh, we'll move on to the show. It's um, uh, had a pretty decent weekend this past weekend at Dover. Hadn't really ran that well in a while. We've had some fast cars, but um, not that we've just not been great. But uh, we had a good car at Richmond, and, and I thought we learned something and, and uh, at Darlington that that carried over to. So there's been a couple races in the past probably six weeks yeah. where I saw this kind of performance building. Obviously, I wasn't at the track this weekend, but I wa- I was watching practice, and it was like as soon as you hit the track Friday for pra- first practice, then qualifying, and then the Saturday practices. So it was essentially putting together a whole weekend, yeah. which hasn't happened in a while. So yeah, good to see. Yeah, it was. Uh, we ran we ran well all weekend. Car came off the truck good. Practice on Friday was nice and easy. Saturday was a bit of a struggle. We got uh, we had some trouble um, the last two weeks getting through tech inspection, which is common. Every team sort of struggles and 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 trying they're trying to push as hard as they can with the with the parameters that NASCAR has. Um, so we we had thirty a thirty minute hold in happy hour, so we didn't get to practice uh, half of the time in in the final practice. I think that uh, that was a disadvantage to us. It's a good deterrent. It's a stiff penalty. It's a it's a it definitely challenges a team when they miss that 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 practice because I th- the I think it's important for the fans to understand and people listening that the final practice uh, before the race is the most important practice. This is the closest the racetrack will be to the conditions of the race. And so that time and opportunity to be on the track and working during that entire practice is really paramount to to being able to get your car ready for the event. The other practices are important as well, but the track's green, doesn't have a lot of rubber on it. The track's going to be a little faster, have a little more grip. So you can you, you really want to be out there in that final practice understanding how the track is changing. So it's a good deterrent, good disadvantage, good good penalty. Um, but it got us, uh, it got us sort of hustling in that final practice over the, over the last 30 minutes. And, um, you know, but we remained, uh, confident in the car and, and didn't really get too crazy about the changes we were making in that final practice. And we put a good car on the racetrack for the race. When the race started, we drove up in there in the top five and, and had some really great lap times. Uh, the difference, uh, I think the difference maker for us was, or the, what, the issue we really couldn't ever overcome in the race was once the track took a lot of rubber, as you saw, uh, the track get darker and darker. Uh, our car started getting tighter and, and we lost some of our competitiveness. What set us apart from a, a majority of the field uh, was sort of gone. And uh, we became, instead of like a third place or even a race winning car, we became about a fifth place car for the rest of the event. We just couldn't really hit the button on, on exactly what to change and exactly what we needed to, to make the car competitive when the track got a lot of rubber on it. But we worked really, uh, we worked under caution, making a lot of adjustments and changes that just really never really, uh, developed into speed, but we still had a good finish. 
a strong day for Hendrick Motorsports across the board. You know, they saw you saw Jimmy run well. Chase led a lot of laps, almost won the race. Um, I thought the five car had speed. Maybe they just struggled with track position all day. I don't really know exactly why he had difficulty sort of getting himself up in the top ten or the top five, but I thought they showed speed in the in practice. Did did everybody unload fast or did like were you did people go towards your setup or did you was it just the whole group or was somebody specifically and then everybody else followed? Um we ran good off the truck and, and I really you know it's hard, it's hard to pay attention to your teammates too much in the middle of the you know the the hectic practice on Friday but I thought that we didn't leave our setup really too much we didn't change a whole lot or or we really didn't do a lot of things the teammates were doing because we liked our car and the speed we had in our car a lot of times we do stare and study the teammates setups and the changes they're making and, and incorporate some of that stuff to our car when we're looking for some more you know speed out of our own we didn't do that this weekend and um I can't speak for the 24, the 48, or the 5, but I think that they did come, you know, tr- they did do a few things that we liked in our car, and it seemed to help their cars, and they progressed and got better throughout the weekend. I thought the 24 had speed at many times throughout the weekend, particularly, uh, you know, on final practice, and then in the race, it carried over into the race. He had a great car. Um, probably he had a little bit better car than us, but we, we matched him for most of the event. But it was good to see the company uh, improve. And, you know, people say, hey, what can you take from Dover uh, to go to the other racetracks? And um, some tracks, you know, like Dover, there's not really another racetrack like Dover on the circuit. It's concrete, one mile, high banked, not many tracks like that. Yeah. But you can, oddly enough, uh, stuff that works at Dover seems to work at Charlotte. So this next weekend, hopefully some of the things that uh, have gave us speed at Dover we're going to carry over. I read where Jimmy said that traditionally when he runs well at Dover, it carries immediately yeah. right to Charlotte. Yeah, I know people probably would, would not believe that the two tracks, uh, you know, setup-wise relate to each other, but they do. The The way you get off in the corner and land into the banking, all those things, the compression the car sees and the loads that the car sees are quite... Uh, it's it's quite comparable to, to how the car gets in the corner at Charlotte, same thing. So we actually set in the sim on Monday, uh, ran about three hours on, on the Charlotte setup. Basically, we what we'll do in the sim is we'll start with our Charlotte setup that we ran the pat, the last time, and then we'll incorporate these new ideas that, we're, that we have yep. had at Dover. And I think that they do help the car, at least in the sim. So all this stuff is... Uh, showing some positive signs and i'm looking forward to getting to the racetrack and seeing what kind of speed we do have charlotte's been a track where we haven't ran that great over the last several trips and uh being our home track and and uh, the fact that we've never won a points race there it's it'd be important to me to run well so anyways uh moving on we we had a little bit of altercation i don't know if you can call it altercation but it is uh miscommunication yes (laughs) uh after the race between jeff gordon and um ryan newman yep so uh jeff walks by ryan jokingly says thanks for the help uh for those of you that didn't see the race uh chase was behind ryan newman who was he was trying to lap uh about five to ten car lengths behind him for the last 20 to 30 laps and that'll and and it's very hard to pass on old tires there and Guys can make it difficult. And one of the more notoriously hard-to-pass people in the sport is Ryan Newman. I think that he carries that as a badge of honor. And, 
and he should. But um, no need to change this late in the game. Right. But it allowed Kyle Busch to run down Chase, and Kyle was running a different line. He was running on the high side, clean air. Yep. You know, getting the most clean air he possibly can. And it allowed Kyle to close in time to be able to make the pass and win the race. Uh, so I think that um, Jeff was just kind of jokingly, you know, going back at Newman, and, and Newman did not like that. Plus, Newman had just been eliminated from the playoffs. Well, too. he wasn't eliminated yet. I mean, I know I, after the race. Yeah, but was, like, so yeah, yeah. this is the point that Newman's argument is that, hey, if the caution comes out before the white flag, and I'm on the lead lap, yeah. I mean, he lost by two points, yeah. got kicked out by two points. If he can get a, you know, a couple spots, come in, get tires, get a couple spots on that restart, he he's might. back in the the round 12. So he would, he would, uh, I would have done the same thing if I was Newman. Right. You have to. But from Chase's standpoint, are you like, damn, I wish this guy would have got out of the way? Heck yeah. I mean, I. But he, so I watched the race. He never got close to, enough. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit like I understand that was probably taking the air off his nose. Yeah. But he never. When like, you get within five or ten car lengths, it is a terrible effect on your your car's performance on old tires, especially particularly. There's you're dying for grip. But he was passing other guys. Yeah. I mean, rides just a tougher, harder car to pass. He yeah. always has been his whole career. Do you think that Chase? Probably could have, should have moved up the track. I don't, I, you know, I'd have to watch those last 20 or 30 laps again with uh, inside of Chase's car. I don't know if he even, I don't know if he did try to move around. Having drove his car all day long, he would know. Right. That. I mean, he was stuck to the bottom well, had the he, whole time. I yeah. know, but had he drove his car, you know, having drove his car all day long, he knows whether the middle or the top would have been an option for him. He had probably tried that several times in yeah. the race with little success, and that's why he was committed to the bottom. And um, I'm sure he's probably running that scenario back in his head a thousand times, trying to figure out what he could have done different. Uh, but those, you know, those are the way, that's the way it goes in this sport. Everybody always used to tell me, you got to lose a few before you can win a few. He's and by losing, <laughs> by losing a few, you got to lose a few close ones. Right. You know? Yeah, he's you, lost, like, obviously he lost this one. He's lost a couple on, like, late restarts at Michigan last year. Yeah. So, uh, but no different than a guy like Larson. I mean, Larson, right. Larson's been through the same situation. I think as young guys, uh, you tend to have a couple races that happen like this before you, you know, break through. I think we all know that Chase is going to have a long storied career, and it's just a matter of time before he finally gets that checker flag. And that could happen. This, you know, that could happen this week. I mean, he's you know led 190, 138 laps. Yeah, it was a career high. Yeah. And lap sled in a single race. So. At Dover, which is a difficult track. So we go on and uh, move on in the playoffs into the second round. Austin Dillon, Ryan Newman, and Kurt Busch and Casey were eliminated. Yeah. Um, any surprises out of that group? Uh, I thought Kurt Busch was yeah. surprised because he had three top fives in the last three regular season races. So yeah. I wasn't expecting him to be knocked out. Yeah, I would say that Kurt's probably the surprise for me as well. Um, the 18 and the 78 combined to win all three races in the first round. I think that that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah, all three races and all three poles. Actually, to be honest with you, when I uh, I didn't know who had won the race, I had assumed that Chase won the race. And as we're coming around after the checkered flag, slowing down for uh, the lug nut check on pit road, I looked at the pylon and saw the 18 up there. 
And I was surprised because we had been faster. We had been faster than the 18 yeah. most of the day. So I thought, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know how he had drove up there to get the, the lead from Chase because Chase was way out there at one point. He ran him down from about four seconds right. back. So he also, one thing I was wondering, I think Kyle pitted maybe like four Earlier. or five laps. No, he pitted later. Oh, later. So was is that much pressure yeah, tires that big a deal? No. Or? Okay. I mean, uh, you know, th- th- I don't think so. I don't think that it have a have a that, that big of an effect on. Yeah. It just, you know, just Chase didn't have quite the car, I guess, that he'd had the run before and, yeah. and over the over the most uh, you know, over the majority of the race. But the eighteen found speed as the race went on. They got better and better and better. They yeah. start. They I, I was watching Kyle in practice, and um, he wasn't you know, his usual self or dominant self in practice. And then when the race started, they were, they were a bit off, but they improved their car and, you know, continued to improve it as the race went on. So, um, but I was surprised, I, you know, but I still think, uh, you know, Truex with his uh, playoff points. And, um, yeah, I think he has, even with Kyle now having four wins, I think Truex is still up by like 15 points. Yeah. But Kyle's closing that gap on yep. playoff points. Yep. So which is going to make rounds. yeah, which is going to make it interesting as we go forward. Also, this weekend we um, I got a uh, I got a gift from this friend of mine named Andy. Andy is the tour manager yep. for the Danger Summer. A Redskins helmet signed by John Riggins. Very cool. Yep. I was freaking pumped. Um, and for you fans of the Danger Summer, the new record I've heard it. It's finished, but it doesn't come out till January. I don't know why they wait so long. I'm to excited. build the suspense. Yeah, boy, it's building. Now he he texted me on like Thursday or Friday. He's like, "Who's Dale's favorite Redskins player?" And I was like, I "Think John Riggins." Yeah. And then a helmet I saw on your Instagram story. You freaking awesome. Wearing it. I was yeah. Well, I didn't want to carry it, so I had all kinds of bags oh. for the ra- for exiting the racetrack. So I just wore the helmet out of the track, but um, it was easier than having to carry it. Also, um, another interesting part of my weekend, we rode 50 miles in Dover, 20 on Friday and 30 on Saturday on the bikes. Um, Saturday, I rode 30 miles with this uh, guy named Josh that I became friends with on Strava. Strava is the social app that you use to log your ride activities. I'm on Strava. Right. So uh, he and I struck up conversation when I started biking and he was supportive and talking about, you know, diff, you know, a lot of advice and things like that. Um, and so his father and him had been coming to Dover races for the last four or five years. So we met up and rode uh, for 30 miles. Cool kid. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. All right, now we're going to uh, ask Junior questions. We got any good questions today? We got a lot of questions. A lot any of good, good ones. <laughs> Tyler did good. They're okay questions. Yeah. Tyler want, Tyler gives it a C. How do you want to set this up? I, I, I ended up talking, and you told me to shut up last week because you had not set it up right. So oh. go ahead and do what you want to do. Oh, I thought he had just set it up. Good. I mean, I felt <laughs> like he had, but I just didn't want to step on your That was toes. a good setup by, <laughs> by Dale. There's a lot of good questions here. Let's get right to it. Let's start at the top. ARSOX13 asks, what were your thoughts on Blaney's Xfinity celebration at Dover? 
There was no burnout, and then he also did what he did with the checker flag. You know, I, I, this is something that one of the things that brings uh, that I think about that get, gets I'm kind of annoyed by this is that I've seen this on um, in conversation or debate by some people in the industry on radio stations and and um, so forth, where they're saying they're asking fans, should NASCAR outlaw the burnouts? The the conversation was never about the burnouts. It was about the blowing the tires. So I just want to get that straight because I've seen that in the industry conversation. Should burnouts be? You're seeing that by industry media? Yes. Well, that's disappointing. I know it. I mean, come they on. They totally. The, the, There's listen, a difference. I, I, I might end up getting on a soapbox here, but you know what? There is a responsibility by industry media and by industry fans. To not be idiots. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. I, I mean, it's like, like, no, look, you can't expect you to go into media availabilities and spell this out to look at what we're doing, guys. Like holding it. Obviously, it's not about the burnout. No. That disappoints me. Now, yeah. uh, I'm assuming you uh, are telling me this right, that you have the responsibility of telling me the truth that somebody actually said they're that this was about victory burnouts. Yeah, I w- well, I yeah. So I was seeing uh, social media posts from Sirius uh, NASCAR okay. saying, "All right, fans, tune in. We're going to discuss, and also should burn should burn. You know, we're going to st- discuss should burnouts be at, you know outlawed." I'm like, it's not the My burnouts. Goodness. Like you can do burnouts. Burnouts are cool. Yeah, that puts you in such a, a, a an awkward box because if that were to ever happen. Not only would they have got the point wrong, but then they make you the reason why it sort of <laughs> yeah, went that way. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Now I'm even more angry. Yeah, you ought to be. <laughs> yeah. Burn I, them down. Burn them. Yeah. Burn out. Have burnout. Don't burn them all the way down. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> you know, it, 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 he's not even saying don't do that. He's saying yeah. that if you do that, at yeah. least that that should affect how you go through post-race yeah. tech or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's like, Kyle, don't let, look, if you go burn them down, that's how you go through tech. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Busch has proved the last couple of weeks you can do a nice burnout he without, nice yeah. without yeah. blowing the tires. tires. Yeah. Um, getting back to your question, he gave the checkered flag to a young fan. Awesome gesture. Uh, proud of Blaney. Uh, spontaneity. Those kind of genuine... Uh, you know, a- actions I think uh, speak speak about his character. Also, um, you know, he's made a new fan. Do you think giving away the flag is going to be Blaney's new like trademark? Uh, as long as NASCAR doesn't mind him giving away flags, I guess that's no yeah. big deal. I mean, they they give it to you anyways. Yeah. It's good. I think drivers having a particular um, celebration that's their own, like a signature, yeah, a signature celebration is cool. You know, Carl had the backflips. Um, Kyle does the bow. Yeah, Kyle does his thing. So I think that that's yeah. I like to see that from drivers. That self-expression. Every you know, it's kind of like the uh, NFL players being allowed to celebrate their touchdowns this year. You're seeing a lot of creativity, and that was fun. You yeah. just remember when that used to happen years yeah. ago, and um, so I like to see that from the drivers. So that maybe that's uh, Blaney's thing. So, uh, very cool. All right, let's go on to the next one here. Uh, May Moss 53, do you have a favorite fire suit? If so, which, uh, why would that be your favorite? Race win, cool design, cool program, et cetera? Man, tough. This is tough. Yeah. 
I'm assuming she means favorite fire suit of his. Yeah, uh, yeah but I but I mean, because so. I'm gonna yeah. say he's probably got favorite fire suits that actually weren't his. Yeah. But anyways, let's just go with your favorite. Yeah, that the, you've worn. Uh, the Diet Mountain Dew fire suits I thought were pretty cool. They had uh, different colors down the legs and stuff, and it was all screen print. Oh, the neon green fire suit? No, it was white, but it had different colors oh, down yeah, the yeah. legs. Yep. Um, that that was a Diet Dew. Diet Dew. Now we're uh, current. We're regular Dew. Now regular Dew. The regular Dew is green. Very green. Yeah. What's your favorite, Tyler? Um, I liked the Dumb and Dumber fire suit that Bowman had to wear a <sighs> long time ago. You thought that was great? I thought it was funny. Funny. Yeah. You, uh, you're, you're looking for humor out of your fire suits. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was hideous i mean i don't forget whether they keep (laughs) the fire off of you but as long as they're funny (laughs) it looked like a very fire retardant fire suit did it yeah i like the wrangler fire suit 2010 oh yeah that's a good fire suit Mm, yeah Yeah. i'm i'm telling i remember when you first put it on we're like that's a winner right there yeah the shoes and all the blue and yellow shoes the darlington fire suit from this year like was was uh, like an ac delco throwback fire suit i thought that was cool that was cool. All yeah, the yeah, yeah, all these throwback fire suits really across the board they are do. real cool. Yeah, they are cool. Moving on here. Big bald fat guy eighty seven. He asked what does it mean when the team tells you right hand on two? Right hand on two during the race. Yeah, right hand on two. So um let me see if I can explain this properly. So when we're coming down when we're about to run out of gas, I can flip to this one particular switch and it'll go to this one particular pickup in the fuel cell and it'll allow me to run the fuel cell run almost all the gas out of the fuel cell it'll sputter once it sputters i can come to pit road if i can flip the switch from two to one and i got enough gas to get back to pit road on pit road change tires fill it back up and back on the racetrack without the motor becoming bone dry of fuel so this is a system that allows in the past without this system you ran out of gas the challenge was the car would be bone dry you could run out of gas coming off of turn four before you get to pit road and have to coast all the way around that's going to lose you a lot of time you come to pit road you got to get the car fired back up you got to pour ether into the carburetor and all those things to try to get it to come back to life you got to get fuel down the down the line from the fuel cell to the motor. All these things are happening. You could lose as many as two, three laps trying to get this car back fired up and back on the racetrack. So with this system, we can run the car out of fuel, but not entirely ruin the race. Yeah, but I got a question. Why does somebody need to tell you to put your hand on the switch when you're the driver, you know when it's sputtering? Wouldn't that be the all the uh, heads up you need to know to flip the switch? No, like, we run on one, he'll say, look, we're going to run this car out of gas, so flip it to two. Oh, I got you. So and they then do that, it, like, I got you. two I got you. laps beforehand? Yeah, so I'll, so flip, that, it, I'll your... flip it to two, I'll run it till it sputters. Once it sputters, I, that's, hey, get your butt to pit road. I flip it back to one, come down pit road, All right. fill it up. I'm tracking. But that keeps, that allows us to run the car nearly out of fuel to be able to get his, because we might our strategy might be to be to stay out on the track as long as possible. Sure. And so it allows you to run the car out of fuel without starving the entire system and and causing you know potentially giving yourself a you know a couple lap lo- laps lost on pit road trying to fill the system back up, prime the system, and get the car going again. 
I'm assuming everybody's like that now. I don't think it started out that way, but this, yeah, I'm sure everybody yeah, has this. All right. Jules Sake one asks, will you be at the races next season with Alex Bowman and the 88 team besides when you're in the NBC booth? That's a good question. We don't know. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go to Daytona race. I'm going to go to the 500. I'll probably definitely be going to about four or five races leading up to the NBC booth so I can be in and around the industry and understand what's going on. I think I need to be at a few other events in between. Uh, but not everyone. Probably won't go to every single race. I'm just going to really take the lead of my boss, uh, Sam Flood, and uh, you know Steve Letard and those guys listening to my teammates. Here's one for you. On this note, would you be if you were there, would you sit on the pit box? And if you were on the pit box and Ryan Newman blocked your driver, Alex Bowman, <laughs> would you go to him on pit road afterwards and say, Way to hold him up, buddy. Yeah, no. I definitely would be on the pit box if I come to the race. I'm definitely going to want to be around the 88 team and uh, seeing how they're doing and all that good stuff. But, yeah, I won't be <laughs> approach stepping to Newman. I, I won't be getting <laughs> in the middle of those conversations. I don't know that Jeff thought he was going to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jeff. But Newman might need a ride home, so yeah, he's – He's I don't think that likely. stops Newman from making the decisions that he makes, though, does it? That might that might get him left. <laughs> so <laughs> be it. Angry. Yeah. Well, we ran into him twice in two weeks. Yeah, the first week he, he didn't seem very happy. No. Because he, flew, he, home asked, the, he, he f- flew home from Chicago, and he didn't say much the whole time. Yeah. We hit him at Chicago, almost wrecked him. And then where were we? Loud, New Hampshire. Yeah. We hit him. And then so I saw him at driver's intro or saw him at the driver's meeting for Dover and he asked me if we was going to hit him that day and I told him I hope not. <laughs> Is Newman the most intimidating driver out there? No. But he's hard to pass. That's it. He's just really hard to get around and, and I don't know, you know, he just he makes it makes it hard to pass him. But I don't know who the most intimidating. I don't think that there is a driver out there that's intimidating. How likely do you think Newman is to actually get in a fight? Because I've seen he's bowed up on people several times, yeah. but never. I think he's likely. I yeah. think. I mean, he's definitely never. He's never. You know, he's never not stood his ground That's in right. a yeah. in a altercation like that. But I haven't seen a lot of drivers. Not a lot of drivers. I'm not stepping to Newman. Well, just because he's big. Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying is that he, he. I've never not known him. What yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm going to mess this up. That time he got into I've never known him to not stand his ground. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not <laughs> afraid to get my ass whooped. So You're not? Yeah. You know, so I'd probably step to him. You got to, you got to, I can't, you can't not step to him. You're not going to run from him. No. Yeah. Oh my God. I want to talk about this more now. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I, now I got all the Ask Junior questions. Yeah. Hey, it's like being the guy in the bar that it's, you're in front of everybody. <laughs> and somebody, you know, this guy's bigger than you. Probably, you know, he has the odds yeah, in his favor. Yeah, in his favor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you're you're in front of all your friends. Right, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So you got to be willing to take an ass whooping every once in a while. Well, uh, do, do you expect, if you get into a fight, do you expect your PR rep, whoever it is, whether it's Tyler or Tiffany, uh, like, does, what, what do you expect of them? To, it, when it, is it to let you fight or is it to break you up? Or it's never even let I you think, get into the fight. Well, I mean, if, if I think that as I think that once you've made that decision, like all right, I'm going in. You want to, you want to be, you want to go, allowed to go. Yeah. 
Like you've made that commitment in your head. I like, always, all right, I'm going to do this. I, I always assume <laughs> I step. You in. don't want anybody like what? hold. I know, I know you say that, but see, I have thought, I will admit this, I've thought a couple times when Kyle Busch has got into his altercations, it appeared to me that the altercations looked like he anticipated somebody to prevent him from getting the, to, the, to, the, to ground zero yeah. before he actually got there. I always figured if I stepped in front of Dale and he wanted to get in a fight, that then the fight would be me and Dale. <laughs> so, I was like, man, maybe I don't need to do this. Is Tyler intimidating? No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right, here we go. Moving on. Moving on from the fights, because I know that we've just created the headlines for the week. Oh, Dale yeah. Jr., ready to fight. <laughs> Tom2SL asks, what do you do with all the hats that you get? Are, you, are there any that you've kept for any specific reason? Oh. What do you mean? Like, uh, the- Yeah, I don't know. What does this mean? Is this... Like I went, victory lane hats? Is this uh, like I, just your weekday hats? Well, we have no victory lane hats this this year. But no, no, but you listen. When you win a race, you end up with a lot of yeah. hats, and yeah. you do like to keep them. Tyler, he wasn't there. That Tyler brings me. Uh, Ty, Tyler's responsible for supplying hats yeah. for us. So my uh, motor coach is filling filling up with hats as the season goes. Right, we've got hats from all our sponsors at Junior Motorsports, and there's dozens. We've got hats for uh, nationwide, several several different colors. We've got Exalta hats and all the hats you can imagine. They're in there. This guy is not short on hats. They're piling up in there. So this weekend, while Tyler was taking the, taking the weekend off, and we had Tony May off uh, in his position, uh, I got a lot of hats. Not all of them. I'm going to do this again this weekend. But I got a lot of the hats out of my bus and signed them, probably about 30 mm-hmm. hats the new eras and took them in a bag to intros and gave them to fans around the intro stage. You did? Yeah. I mean, I I have been giving away my hat off my head after every race to somebody, usually try to find a kid to give it to. Am I right? Yeah. And so I, I was thinking about Tyler cause he's the one that brings these hats and sometimes he'll bring, he'll bring hats and I'll just give them right away. And it's, I can tell it kind of bothers him a little bit because he has to just bring more hats. Tyler. Has well, to, eventually, he's going he's gonna to walk out and be like, you got any nationwide hats for me? And I'm going to be like, no, but that kid in Kansas probably does. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gave away thir- like 30 freaking hats on Sunday morning. All of the nationwide, I mean, all of the junior motorsports hats yeah. sponsored. Yeah. Like we had good, I had a Goodyear hat, Dirty Mo Radio hat, yeah. Spy Wrangler, all kinds of hats that have been just sitting in the bus all year that I'm never going to wear. I know. The 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 important one, the most important ones are the junior motorsports, like primaries. Yeah. For in case they win the championship, that yeah. way you have a sponsor. Yeah, I kept one of those. I mean, I'm not giving away every single hat. I'm keeping the ones that I know I'm probably going to need. But yeah, I got a whole nother batch to give away. This oh boy. There's just piled in these little compartments in the bus yeah. and the interior. So you're gonna do that at Charlotte this week? Yeah, we're all, right. all yeah we're almost to the end of the the season. Might as well just start giving hats, cleaning out. the house. I yeah. hear you. I I hope though that he needs one that he gives away just just so that conversation can happen with you. Hmm. Did you give away the pink ones? No, but okay. I will at the end of the month. <laughs> okay. And Amy says they're red, not pink enough. We got. Yeah, <laughs> they're bright pink. No, nah, they're not. I didn't. Okay, you haven't seen them. 
I yeah, I have a box of them in oh, my office. Cool. So you have more, so I'll just probably will give them away then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got a box of red hats in your office is what, what I'm trying do. to say. Yeah. All right. Why uh Y2J Jessica asked, would you drive the pace car for any two thousand eighteen races like Jeff Gordon did after he retired? Why not? Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I've uh when I was out of the car last year it was fun to sort of uh, do a lot of things you never get the chance to do at the track. Y'all know at Talladega where, and, and Tyler, I think you went with yeah. me, at Talladega where the 18-wheeler tractor uh, yeah. drives. The, it, the Talladega flyby. Yeah. It uh, it drives the American flag around the racetrack for the Anthem. I got to actually ride in that for the first time um, last Talladega race, which was fun. We wouldn't do those things being in the race car and being a driver. You just, you know, you just get out to the car and you don't want to do all that crap, but um, being outside of the car, it was like, hey, we can go do that. So, sure, I would drive the pace car if they give me the chance. Mm-hmm. I would hope that I get Kelly that opportunity just one did day. It Kelly did, yeah. Late model race at Martinsville. Kelly drove the pace car to uh, Martinsville, the 300 lapper. Big race of the season for all the late model guys. All right. Scott Glover 4 asked, did you ever meet Hugh Hefner or get invited to any parties at the Playboy Mansion? I think we might have got invited once, but we never got to meet Hugh, Hugh Hefner, I don't think. That article that you did for Playboy was like a He's huge done several. deal. Well, the first one, right? I don't know which one you're talking about. I don't know. I thought it was 01 maybe. Yeah, I mean, there, there were several. There was also the deal with the Doms, the Dom sisters. Um, triplets. Triplets. But um, <laughs> I, I was I've say, never had a chance to meet. A joke, but I, I don't I think he's – I mean, if he – if I met him, it was at a racetrack, which I don't think he's ever came. No, I yeah, doubt. I doubt he's yeah. hanging out at racetracks. No, yeah, you can't wear your robe to the racetrack. I don't think. Yeah, you can. Z, Z Gilbreth, I guess he could. <laughs> Z, Z Gilbreth, uh, Z Gilbreth, thirteen eighty eight asks: With Charlotte being a home track, this. Uh, oh, sorry, I butchered this one. He asked: With Charlotte being a home race this week, who benefits most from a home weekend? Is it the drivers, the crew members, or shop guys? Oh, the the crew members, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're it's not even close. Yeah, the drivers have it made every week. They're fine. The um, crew guys, the guys that actually a road crew that travel on Thursdays. They travel Thursdays every week, and they're the last guys to get home in the entire industry on Sunday. They fly on these big planes. They share probably they share the plane with other teams, and so if uh, say say Jimmy wins the race, so the forty eight teams there. Uh, for celebration and for post-race teardown. Whatever team's also on that plane, whether it's the 88, 24, they have to wait. They have to wait. At the airport for hours. No man left behind. It's not fun. If you're not the one that wins, it's not fun to sit there and wait. It is not convenient. Um, And even when – It's more convenient than going commercial. Is it? Yeah, it it is. Because commercial, like, we know people that don't fly back until Monday morning. Yeah. But it's still, it's not fun, especially if you have a rough day and then your teammate wins yeah. and then it just drags out. Yeah. Don't tell this to anybody who was in the sport in the 70s and 80s when they were driving 15 passenger vans to every racetrack. Right. They don't want to hear it. No. They ain't got no room for that. <laughs> Daniel Burt Jr. Daniel Ebert Jr. asked, this late in the season, do you notice any difference in how you feel in the car with the new fitness program this year? I haven't, actually. Um, I was anticipating, uh, you know, the fitness stuff making me feel better or feel 
not quite as tired or wore out after the races, but they're, they're, this race this weekend was pretty tough, but we've been 160 laps green to the end, if I remember correctly. And, um, yeah, I didn't, I was gassed at yeah. the end of the race. But uh, I have noticed my, you know, my. it's easier with the cycling. It's easier to control my weight. Um, but, yeah, I haven't noticed, like, a big gain in how I feel inside the car. One thing that I started using in the last couple of weeks that Jimmy uh, showed me is this cool shirt. And so it pumps this gel all through this shirt, and you plug in. You want you, it's got this cable, and so you get in the car and you plug it in. <laughs> it it takes seven amps of power, which is not much at all. And I think that everybody will be wearing these in the next couple of years. <laughs> One more thing, Kale Yarbrough don't want to hear. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Could, did Kale Yarbrough ever wear cool shirts? The pump yeah. gel into this. <laughs> this isn't a knock on Jimmy, but I he's usually. I wouldn't be doing it if he hadn't been doing it. So being in the same shop with him, you get to look at a, me and him sort of as a driver. So you're, you know, you get to see behind the scenes when you're, when you're around your teammates, you see what their cars look like. You can climb in their cars. You can talk to their interior guys. What are they complaining about? What are they talking about? What did you just change? What's the last thing you changed? What's the improvements you're making? So we all incorporate those into each other's cars. And so I watch Jimmy pretty closely because he's pretty much on the cutting edge of some of the new technology and when things are coming out, like this cool shirt. And so he, uh, what we used to do is I walked by Jimmy at Kentucky Motor Speedway two or three years ago. It was blistering hot, 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 hot. Every And when you're a driver and it's real hot out and you're getting ready to race, you're freaking out a little bit. You're kind of worried about, you know, how uncomfortable this is going to be. The interior of the car is going to be super hot. And I walked by Jimmy's bus. We're side by side in the lot there, and, and he's covering his shirt, uh, soaking it in water, just plain water. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, this is the ticket, man. you got to try this. He was like, soak your whole uniform down on these hot days. And he's, his explanation was, well, your body sweats to cool itself off. That's its natural reaction. And so if you're already wet, uh, you, your temp your body temperature isn't quite as high. You don't sweat as much, so you stay a little more hydrated. And he said, plus when you get into the car and you start moving, it's cold, it's cool, it feels good, which is true. So from that race on, I would always soak my uniform down. And uh, my interior guy, uh, Adam, would have two water bottles with a pinhole in the top at the car so when I got to the car after intros, I would just start squirting this water all over the uniform and soak the whole thing down. Unzip the uniform, shoot all that water all in there and soak it, soak down my undershirt and whatever. So when I got in the car, I was completely wet from head to toe. And as soon as you can start moving, it's nice. It's real comfortable. And um, then I saw Jimmy have this cable coming out of his uniform about four or five weeks ago, and he explained to me about this shirt that has this gel and it's 50 degrees cooler than 50 <laughs> yep <laughs> it is freaking cool so i've been wearing it uh particularly in some of the warmer races at um darlington richmond where it's kind of muggy and hot and you don't really feel you, you kind of forget you got it on while you're racing 
But when the caution comes out, it's cold. And uh, it's really cold. So it's pretty impressive what this little unit does. Jimmy wears it in practice all weekend. Hmm. And I've only been wearing it in the race. This funny thing that happened this weekend, It was I was getting ready to go outside for uh, intros on Sunday morning. And I didn't think it was that hot. So I decided I wasn't going to wear it. I got to the car and the sun come out. I started sweating just a little bit. And I was like, dang, I kind of wish I had that thing on. Jimmy's got his on. I saw him at intros and I said, dang, man, I wasn't going to wear mine because it's only 70 degrees. But with that sun out, it kind of feels hotter. And, and then and I got to thinking about the interior of the car. I was like, kind of wish I had it on now. I didn't want to be the only guy wearing it, though. So your insecurities or whatever. And I guess you just can't run to get get somebody That's to That's exactly get what happened. Tony. Oh, you sent Tony. I was, yeah. And it was, this is where I wished it was Tyler because I like to send Tyler on these last-minute hurry-ups. So Tony had to run to the car, and uh, we all had this conversation about you at the car that we were wishing it was you. And I'm glad that you knew I wasn't there. The whole, that in a second. The whole team, the whole team was like, man, I wish this was Tyler having to run and get this thing <laughs> seconds left before Dale gets in the car. So man. I put it on right there at the race car, and I'm glad I did because it was really nice. So I guess I'm going to wear it every race, no matter the temperature. Greg says that I sound better and look better after the races when I do wear that. So it affects the way you sound and look. He means like I'm not as angry, burned out. Oh, okay. Not well, hot, I, I not, assumed he meant not like tired, short, hot, short tempered. No, well, that too probably. The yeah. car, the cars have just been handling better. So that too. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It all, I think, has a maybe that has something to do with. The I know. Shirt. Yeah, I think it all, <laughs> it all connects, man. A comfortable driver is a nice and kind driver on the radio. Yeah, I, I believe it. I hot, believe it. hot, muggy, <laughs> miserable driver. Is going to be saying so, a lot of customers. How is this a knock on Jimmy? You said I don't want to knock on Jimmy. How would that be a knock on Jimmy? That because he's, he's too comfortable. Did you look no, at his car and it's like a lazy boy recliner no, in the seat or something? I don't want people to think Jimmy's soft. Well, he's got a few championships to speak right. toward it. Yeah. Yeah, if I had that's seven my championships, point. Yeah. I'd be like, call me soft all you want. Dude, you that's want. my point. So when he does something, if he's wearing this cool shirt, I'm not going to be like, ah, pff, I don't need that. I'm like, oh, Jimmy's yeah. wearing a cool yeah. shirt. I'm going to wear a cool shirt. It is shirt. a little salt. Yeah. I can it is. See how you, nope. It feels a little salt. No. It's I mean, nice. It squirts gel on you. It doesn't squirt gel <laughs> on you. It runs yeah. through it this piping. It lathers it on It there. squirts y'all gel are, on you. Now you are. This is straight up spa stuff. Here. Yeah. It's like, you know, you get runs, a mud bath or no, something in the car. It runs through the shirt. Does it have hot stones in the winter? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like something you'd have a coupon for. You give your wife for uh, on Christmas, you know, like a twenty five dollar cool shirt. It yes, it was purchased on an infomercial. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, you're right. It is a little easy to go go there. Isn't yeah. It? So no knock on Jimmy. But yeah. But yeah. Well, good questions, guys. Tyler, nice job picking those. Those were uh, appreciate anybody that uh, sends in their hashtag Ask Junior questions. We enjoy reading them and answering them. We'll do it again next week. All right. Cool. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right, looking ahead, we got a busy week. Charlotte week. Every freaking week is so busy. Tuesday, uh, we're doing the Foundation Ride-Alongs. 
That's today. Tonight. So we got 14 ride around ride alongs where we take people uh, in in the race car around the racetrack. And these are people who have donated to the foundation. Yeah, a we lot sold of, those off for yeah. the foundation. So a lot of the sponsors will buy them and then they'll use them for sweepstakes and whatnot. So right. if you see a ride with Dale Jr. sweepstakes pop that's, up during the year, that's what this is. Wednesday we got a Mountain Dew production. It's going to be awesome, but we can't say anything else. Yeah, I'm really excited for folks to find out about what this production is. Yep. And then Thursday, Hendrick Motorsports 2018 car unveil event. So they're unveiling all four cars. For the Daytona 500. So it'll be interesting. For the Daytona 500? Yep. Or you mean for the season? For the Daytona 500. These are because, like, William Byron has a Liberty car also. But yeah. they're only unveiling the Exalta car. Oh. Oh. So it's the cars that were raced in Daytona. Okay. And other races. And other races. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you make it sound yeah, like yeah. it's just one race. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Friday, practice and qualifying. Qualifying's at 720. You know, that's one uh, day. That's one long day. They, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Charlotte always does that. God, there's like a... I don't know what what is the break in between that uh, practice and qualifying. It's like five it, hours. No, it's not because they just make your practice. Your Later. practice will be like one thirty to three or something oh, like that. I got you. So we'll be sitting around the racetrack all day Friday. <laughs> um, Seven twenty qualifying on NBC Sports Network Friday. Two practices Saturday. We got the Xfinity race at three p.m. That's it. Uh, that's also on NBC Sports Network. The then, last race of their first round. Okay, so this is a yeah cutoff race, cutoff race for the Xfinity guys. Uh, Then Saturday night, there's the Junior Nation Appreciation Concert. Brad Paisley is going to be playing that. Tim Duggar is going to be opening up for Brad Paisley. Um, This is a concert to honor the fans, Junior Nation. Not the not to honor me, to honor the fans. Right. Yeah. It's at the Z Max Dragway. You get in if you have a. Take it to the cup race, you get in. Yeah. So So I'm excited about that. That's been our um this is funny because when the track was trying to put this concert together, their language was in honor of Dale Junior. And I'm was like, guys, the appreciation tour is for Junior Nation. Yeah. So we had to straighten that out. Yeah, if it's a concert to honor you, then like And I had to plan to go. But yeah, but now yeah. we're going. But now we're going. Yeah, there's a little bit of the trackside live thing. Yeah. So you'll be on stage before Brad yeah. goes on. So yeah. So I'm if, looking forward. To, anybody, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be cool. And I hope the fans uh, enjoy it. Then Sunday we got the race. The race is at two o'clock. Yeah. This is a day race at Charlotte. Yeah, I know. Yes. I wish it was Good. Saturday. I wish it was Saturday night. Well, I, I know, but this is a positive step in the right direction. I've been talking about. Um, Charlotte Motor Speedway, if people can remember, has been notoriously bad, like the races. Yeah, because they've all been at night. Yep, they're at night. The track's got a lot of grip. The cars run the bottom. They get stretched out. It's boring. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to, and this isn't, I'm not taking credit for all this, but I've been telling Marcus Smith with uh, the owner of the track uh, that the race should be run during the day when the track's hot and slick i would take credit for it well unless, I'm, it, unless I'm excited don't like it. I'm, I'm excited about this because i think this will provide a better race i think the fans are going to see one of the better races at charlotte you're going to see guys not just pinned to the bottom of the racetrack flying around there in full throttle 
You're going to see guys sliding around, lifting, running different grooves, chasing their cars around. That's going to create passing and um, hopefully a better I think it's supposed to be pretty warm Sunday, visually. too. Really? It's supposed to be like 80. Yeah, it was weird. I walked out of the house today, and I had to turn back around, go in and get a jacket. And that was the jacket you chose? That was the first time I'd done that in a long time. That was the jacket you chose? Yeah. So I'm wearing a jeans jacket made by Wrangler. This right. is the this is the exact model jacket that my dad wore all the time, every day. That's why I'm wearing this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A little throwback, nostalgia. Yeah. He used to wear jean jackets all the time to the farm, you know, yeah. on his tractor and ride around. It makes sense. Push trees over. That's cool. Um, and it's comfortable. It's very comfortable. Wrangler, some, real comfortable yeah, flannel jeans. Flannel interior, very nice. Um, corduroy collar. Dang. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that race on Sunday. Um, I'm glad we're running during the daytime because the track's much funner to race on. Yeah. At night, it's just so, it's grip city. I know, but Sunday it's fun not day. Fun. Sunday fun day is going to be at the racetrack, <laughs> Tyler. Cheer up. You got your plans to do things right. I got my mind, it's all made up. We got our time, but now it's running out of space. You know my Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo Radio podcasts on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr., at Overstreet Tyler, and at Dirty Mo Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo Radio Facebook page.
Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.